What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another fun-filled, exciting, jam-packed episode of the Spectrum Roll Podcast. I am your host, Keith Mitchell, and we've got a full house today, so how about that? Um, Will, what is up, sir? Yeah, I'm just, I hope everyone's staying cool. This at the uh, can you believe it that we're already in August already? And yes, I'm making that same joke here in spectator mode, like within an NDP podcast, because right now, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're times flip fast and going by as anything else. So yeah, I'm just gonna make that same joke. What do you want to say about the fact that we're almost in August and it's still hot as balls outside? Yeah. Yeah, don't remind me. I'm, I'm just glad I'm in my AC room. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. It's very hot. All right. What else we got? Who else we got here? We've got Will. We've got Carl. Carl's been uh, avoiding us for a while, but he's back. I miss my buddy. Yeah, well, it's good to be missed by somebody at least. But yes, I am back. Uh, unemployment, sh- well, employment shall not stop me any further from being on these podcasts. So yes, I have returned and yeah, there's been a lot going on, but that's for another day. You can come to America and get screwed over here too. Join everybody else. Join the club, buddy. True. All right, I can't see the notes. Who's next? Up oh, you, Kyle. You're up, bud. How you been, man? It's me. Uh, it's I'm good. Me. Um, I've just been uh, playing a lot of a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, it's hot, incredibly hot in Georgia, so um, a lot of sweating, a lot of showers, and then I play cat. And I went back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla to play the Dawn of Ragnarok DLC, which is actually pretty uh, good. Okay, okay, um, and now we've got Xenoblade and uh, Digimon Survive, I just found out as a horror game. So <laughs> that's what I've been up to. Yeah, we're going to hear all about that when Scott talks about the game a little bit. Speaking of Scott, hey, Scott, what is going on, man? Hey there, I'm just uh, mounting a bit, but no worries. I'll survive. Like Digimon? Digimon. All the odds. We did not need another pun master boss. Oh, please, let's not do that. Yeah, let's not do that. Oh, man. All right, folks. So we've got a bunch of topics to get through. So we're going to try and run through them as fast as possible. Maybe we'll all survive. Ha! We're doing it now. Uh, Speaking of one, let's let's talk about Digimon Survive. Because apparently this game came out uh yesterday friday yes it came out friday 29th the 29th and it really had no sort of advertisement whatsoever nope nope nope, none literally none bandai namco didn't do anything about the game most people didn't know about the game coming out review codes didn't go out until yesterday yeah they came out on release (laughs) that's which is a bad sign well see bad sign I hear that a lot, but then there's always that one outlier, like Doom came out, the remake of Doom came out with no review codes until the day of release, and it did fantastic, but that's the only exception. Everything else has been terrible. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Scott, talk to us about Digimon Survive and your frustrations on the fact that the game had no advertisement whatsoever. Honestly, I, so far, I've gotten up to like the end of Chapter 3. And I really have been liking the game. But my big frustration, of course, is Bandai not doing anything about, like, really talking much about it. You've had to basically go to, like, the Digimon Twitter or the Reddit pages to actually learn about, like, development blogs or learning about the game where they actually discuss things about it. But ultimately, this game is a visual novel with horror genre and a strategy elements of the game. 
You basically make choices for your party members based on what you do is what happens. And sometimes it can get dark. Sometimes it can, uh, doesn't matter. Just like in some visual novels, you make a choice and then you have the side character do the opposite thing anyways because they don't care what your choice is. Uh, Which makes me annoyed sometimes. Did you just, <laughs> did you just say choice-based too? That's really cool. It is, it's choice-based and it has actually a lot of routes um, oh wow, that makes me more excited to play it. So, yeah, I mean, most visual novels do have routes, and if they don't have routes, then you're just basically playing for like a dating sim. I don't know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the dating sim is just a game of visual novel. you get with, but Digimon Survive is basically do you survive this world you're in right now? <laughs> and who survives with you? Is that you can basically. It? Well, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more to the story, and there's a lot of stuff that Bandai has officially asked us not to discuss, especially surrounding things that are after Chapter 4 and 5. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, can, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. The game is already out for retail. Yes. So how can you tell people not to discuss something that's already out there? I don't know, but um, they have a specific uh, Twitter blog on their Digimon page, not on Bandai and Digimon, because Bandai don't give a crap about this game. But the Digimon Twitter was just like, please wait a month to two months before you discuss anything after <laughs> chap- after the end of chapter four. Basically, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go YouTube right now. Screw that. <laughs> okay, but there's a lot of just interesting elements to this because, as you know, just gonna say, if Digimon were real. It would be very scary because there's a lot of just ridiculous Digimon. Right, 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 right. I mean, you can also say um, similar things about Pokemon. Having, like, a Beedrill actually exist in the world might scare some people. I know it would scare me. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't yeah, mind yeah. having a Charizard. Oh, if yeah. we had Beedrills, I'd legitimately shy pants. Bees are already scary and they're small. No, 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 no. I know even worse. We, we already got a Beedrill, but we got a Vesper Queen now. We got a freaking right, lot. that thing happens. I kind of we have, to forget we that have one haunters, exists. okay, and things that eat dreams. Like if Pokemon existed, I I would be terrified. Because <laughs> I mean, Digimon, you, about, you know, Digimon have like dinosaurs with guns. Who wants? Yeah, exactly. Who wants that to be real? Me, please. That'd be <laughs> cool. T- uh, a mechanic, freaking T Rex cyborg walking down the street. But honestly, the combat is actually um, it's I mean, it's not like anything too new on how like the battlefront goes in terms of tactical RPGs. But I will say one thing I really like about it is you always start out in the rookie form, similar to how they do in the series. Rather than just carrying around a lot of champion around Pokemon, you can just evolve in the middle of battles. And for them to keep that evolution, it requires them to utilize a certain portion of their SP points each turn. And once their SP goes to zero, they go back to their rookie form. Wait, so they're not permanently evolved at all? They're not permanently evolved, just just like they would in the show. Because that's 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 how the show works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is a lot more faithful to like show adaptations. It's not like, I mean, I love Cyber Sleuth, but in Cyber Sleuth, you basically were just carrying a party of four ultimates with you at all times. Mm, right, 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 right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You didn't have rookies that would just then transform to ultimates. You just had ultimates with you the whole time, which was actually kind of cool to see your character running around with like four giant like dinosaur type things with you. I'm uh, <laughs> also reading the intro in that game is very. Do you agree with that? The intro to Digimon Survive can be long. Um, it depends if you're actually trying to listen to this, the voices, because the voice acting is really good in this, but it's all subbed. There's no English yeah. uh, voice acting yeah, okay, in okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Oh. Yeah, I kind of picked that up from the trailer I was watching. 
Yeah, I, I kind of I don't listen all the much to the voice acting direction because I mean it, it sounds good, but they are very I don't know what's the term they're very dramatic with their voice acting, so it can take a long time for the actual subtitle to play out. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Japanese voice so, acting, if anything else, like again, they they go hard. They go they hard. go very hard. Like their voice acting is great, but it's just like I don't need to wait five minutes to hear one word. <laughs> So I kind of I go a lot faster and it. it takes like some people like two hours to finish the tutorial. Basically, it took me about like an hour and like 10 minutes. OK, because that's just because I was like just reading everything. And then, yeah, then they do you like the battle tutorials and they teach you like the evolution tutorial and stuff. But ultimately, I think the pace isn't that as bad as people say it is. But I think that's just because a lot of the people who are getting on Digimon Survive are expecting something like a Fire Emblem, where they just instantly throw you into the action from the first get-go. And then they explain on the, in the process of the story, whereas there's a lot of groundwork they need to cover in the beginning, because you're basically normal school kids, now you're school kids in horror environment surrounded by Digimon. Go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll just die. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So about this dying, is there a lot of dying in this game? I heard there was a lot of dying in this game. There probably is, but I've been very smart with how I've been my playthrough so far. I haven't had anyone die yet, but... The only that, deaths I've seen so far have been in trailers. <laughs> that's prone to change, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure there's probably going to be a lot of choices that can get some people killed, because there actually is a decent-sized cast for this kind of game. Usually you have like your main three, but you actually have like a professor with you and then like three other people, and then a brother and a sister, then another brother and a sister that you meet up with. And it seems like there's probably more party members you'll uh, eventually get on the way. And then you get a giant cast of just Digimon following you around. I just uh, somehow got a party of like four Goromons following me <laughs> just oh. after this last fight because they're just like, we're good. Okay, you're good, Digimon. Come follow me. <laughs> so. It seems like you're very invested in this game so far. What is the best? What's the best thing you've seen or you've enjoyed in this game so far? I really like how they infuse the CG art style with the CGI like backdrops and backgrounds because it actually looks like it fits with the world that you're in. And because the CG like character art is actually like kind of a cell shaded 2D that makes it look a little more 3D than it actually is. I really enjoy the artwork in this game a lot. I think overall the combat is still just okay. There's nothing too fantastic about it right now, but I think that's just because there's not a lot of combat so far that I've been in at the end of chapter three. There probably is more past chapter three, I'm guessing. But I do like that you can just keep capturing Digimon as much as you want. You can just go to random areas and just say, hey, there's a Digimon. Let's capture it. (laughs) So I I remember you saying that this game is like a good 50 hours long. Is that right? Yes. So you're telling me you're going to play this game all the way through before you can touch Xenoblade. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I as much as I don't want to do that. But at the same time, Xenoblade is like 140 hours. So I don't want to try to get too invested in both at the same time. How many hours you have in Survive right now? Probably around eight or nine. (laughs) You're you're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. (laughs) Like a sixth of the way. (laughs) Yeah, you got this. Stop playing that multiverse. It'll be fine. I will (laughs) stop playing that and Xenoverse. I just realized I was doing uh, the new Xenoverse DLC later this week. (laughs) Uh, Why do they keep making DLC for that game? And why do I keep playing it? (laughs) Because you like playing games. That that's fair. Yes, yes, I do. Um, speaking about uh, multiverse, 
that we didn't say it, but we're going to say it now. Um, that game came out, and is it still it's still beta? Correct, early access. Yes, it's still open beta. And uh, the game is a lot of fun. Um, I've played a lot of it. That pretty much is the game that I played the crap ton more than anything. And you guys may have noticed we did not start with games we played this week because we're talking about the games we played this <laughs> week. So there was no reason to do that. And I've been playing a crap ton of multiverse. I know I talked about we, what I played this week. So we, before we tried to get the before we started the podcast, we tried to get some sessions in it. We kept getting errors and server kick messages, so that didn't pan out the way we wanted to. But multiverse has me addicted, and that is a weird thing for me to be saying. That is, it's a, a good game. game. It's a phenomenal game. It's a great game. Um, I really I wish know. more people would play it. I know. I think they were talking about the numbers when the game first came out or was available to everybody else and it was up there i think there was like a hundred thousand people playing this game all i just know is that multiverses is definitely that next big free-to-play game just because one it is wb all that production value behind it is just great and hearing your you guys' praise is just how how good it plays is like yeah it's good but again the fact that free-to-play model i like paying 99 bucks for it already like Okay, I mean, fine. Is it ninety nine dollars? How much was that edition you paid for, Kyle? Uh, I got the founders one, which was a hundred. So, and I got the one under that. I think, I think the other one was like forty or something like that. It was fifty. Yeah, yeah I was say it was not as much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, like it was the WB pricing is just really like. Okay, you want to get that that mid tier, the deluxe tier, or that like that big all all the perks, one hundred dollar value deal. Like, fine, that's how they get their money. Fine, but at the same time, you get that gleamiums, all that nice skins, a la Overwatch, and all that. It's just like, okay, fine, you want to get the, to pimp up Shaggy. Fine, get the animated series Batman for sure. That's the best skin ever. But at the same time, you you're paying for so much already. Like, is it worth it? Yes, it is. All right, so you got three tiers. You got the standard for forty dollars. You got the deluxe for sixty, and the premium edition, which comes with everything, for basically hundred dollars. So, um, depends on which one you want. And obviously, you don't have to pay for anything because it is a free to play game. You're just at the mercy of the rotating characters. Yeah, so, I think that's the biggest issue with the founders edition is you don't get everybody unlocked that's like available. They're still locked, so. But they do give you 30 character tickets to unlock them. So I think by the time, if you unlock everybody, you're left with like 19 tickets left over. So feel feel uh, feel sorry for anybody who's international like myself. The prices are absolutely insane. Insane. How much are they? Like the like just the stat just the standard founders pack is sixty dollars Australian and ninety one dollars Australian for the next the deluxe edition. The premium is one hundred and fifty-one dollars Australian. So somebody explain that to me, because I'm stupid when it comes to these things. Is does does the pricing go towards how much how strong or weak the dollar is in other countries, or is it the regional price is based off of something else? Because I keep seeing other regions roll, roll saying, "Hey, this game is ridiculous." Throw a number out. Seems to be how they do it. Say again. It's like D&D, get a few D20s out, let's roll them and add them up and see what happens. That's the price. Yeah, it definitely seems like there's something not right going if, on Because if like the, well, the, the premium edition is $100 US, then it should only be somewhere around about 110 to 120 Australian. 
but they just throw extra money on because uh, it's Australia. Who cares? Well, that's that's fairly disappointing. But let's talk about stuff that is actually good. So, um, like I said, we've been playing a lot of it here. Myself, Kyle, Scott just started playing it. Um, I think you're starting to play it now, Carl. You just went through the tutorial. Yeah, I went through the tutorial before we started recording. Um, I currently have 0.2 hours played, according to Steam. <laughs> I Like I said, I've been playing this nonstop for the last couple of days. This is easily my newest addiction, and I can't get enough of it. I, I like the gameplay. I like the mechanics of the game. I like the the, the uh, uh, variety of characters. There's something in there for everybody. If you like DC stuff, if you like, uh, what is it, Um. WB properties. You, you've got characters from everywhere. You've got uh, Steven Universe stuff in there. You've got Shaggy in there. You've got Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny. Oh man, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Tasmanian Devil, and there's so many things that are coming out later on down the road. The stages are phenomenal. The music is amazing. And outside of what we just experienced, I've only had two bad matches due to uh, latency. But so far, I believe the netcode has been... I think it's rollback netcode. Correct me if I'm wrong. I really haven't had a bad time with this game. Other than playing with people who don't know how to play the game. Because to me, the meat and potatoes of this game is the 2v2. 1v1 is fine, but this game is made to play in teams. And you're rolling the dice when you're playing in teams because you might get somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. You might get somebody that's great. And, and then again, you got to also deal with... Uh, the balancing like right now three characters are really pissing me off iron giant finn because i think finn is ridiculously overpowered right now and tasmanian devil other than that, i think the roster is fine i think the characters have been really balanced i thought bugs bunny was a little crazy when i played the beta but he seemed to kind of be able to hit you with a lot of things in a lot of ways <laughs> so well, he, he can I be, think bugs he can is be somewhat close character? to his safe and and hit it, but they they nerfed him. I guess what is why I just recently read. Yeah, they nerfed so. a couple of characters recently, and we're going to see a lot of that. I mean, I could care if they leave the characters the way they are right now, but please, for the love of God, do something about Iron Giant. That, that guy is just ridiculous. I literally played a game and he did one move over and over and over, the same move over and over and over, and it was splash damage. It's like this guy is hurting me. I can't get near him. Could we do something about this guy, please? And he's hard to ring out. Yeah, he's only half the size of the level. Yeah, that's kind oh. of a problem as well. Only. <laughs> yeah, he really is a big character. I'm I'm surprised. But other than that, yeah, this game fights. is fun. It's it's definitely a lot of fun. I definitely I think everybody who has access to a, a computer or an Xbox or, or a PlayStation definitely should give this a try. Unfortunately, it's not on Switch. I don't know why that is. I know they said something about resources. I don't believe that. <laughs> maybe because they don't want to fight against Smash. I don't know what it is. Maybe it'll come out on Switch later on. It definitely should, because I think everybody should play this game. I agree. It's a very fun game. And hopefully after the podcast, or maybe tomorrow, we get some some uh, shenanigans in that game, because it's a lot of fun. Unless, you know, we keep running through the, the whole Sura kick, which is very annoying. Very annoying. <laughs> but yes, the game is a lot of fun. God, it's a lot of fun. God, I can't stop talking about this game but maybe we should we should stop talking about it because i'll be here forever i really like it and it's it's deeper than what people think it is it's not a simple hit the button and hit the person because every character has different sets of moves you have moving moves you have neutral moves it's actually like a fighting game 
Also, like just the like they have like not necessarily classes, but characters have different like roles. Yeah, so roles. Have the yeah. one like two v two is definitely what they made this game centered around because I can't imagine yeah, a being, like a support character versus everything, not like a fighting character. Freefall isn't it as well though? I haven't tried it. I don't. I don't care to try that mode. Mm-hmm. I like the teams. <laughs> Excuse me, teams. And now I'm losing my voice. Great, but yeah. So. As as Scott mentioned, so there's the bruiser, there's the um, assassin, there's support, and then there's tank. And they're just like they sound. Tanks can take a lot of damage. They're the anchor of the team. Assassins do a crap ton of damage, but they also take extra damage. I think like 14% more damage compared to everybody else. Bruisers are, do less damage to an assassin, but they don't suffer from the the damage penalty. Wait, No. Back up. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm wrong. There's another class. <laughs> just introduce that. Um, then you have support, which does a variety of different things. You know, can uh, keep you from falling off the stage, provide you different buffs as you're playing. And certain characters also give you buffs, even though they're not considered a support. Like Shaggy can give you, I think, Scooby Snacks. Wonder Woman can give you her shield, even though she's Brain a Brain Dog gives you a boost and can pull you off a lot, like, from falling. But that's but he but he is a support. So yeah, and then there's a mage class. So um, I think Tom and Jerry is considered a mage. I think maybe Bugs might be as well. I may be incorrect. So there's five classes. Excuse me. Originally there wasn't, but there's five classes or five roles now. And yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the fact, God darn voice, that everybody feels different. If you play one character, they don't feel like they're the same as another character. They're all completely different which might become a problem down the road if they're trying to keep it like this. Like, I don't want, say, Batman to feel diff- to feel the same as in, say, I don't know, just hypothetically. This is not happening. Like, Owlman. I want them to play completely different, have different features, and give me a reason why I want to pick Owlman over Batman, even though Owlman is superior to Batman in every way, but we won't get into that conversation. <laughs> Nobody had anything about that one. All right, I'll keep going. <laughs> But yeah, I really like multiverse. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I really like this game. I think it's going to be sitting sitting pretty for quite some time. Quite some time. Uh, um, Kyle, this one is yours, buddy. The Last of Us remake. Is this a cash grab or do we really need this? No, it's definitely a cash grab. <laughs> uh, I mean, by the time this, this game comes out, we probably won't be too far off from the show coming out. And, you know, it'll retconned the surgeon at the end of the game to look like uh, Abby's dead. So it for sure is a cash grab. I mean, it's got less features in it. You don't have uh, factions. Yeah, the multiplayer mode. I missed that. Wait, yeah, no yeah. factions? Oh. Yeah, no factions. It's full price $70 remake, which I mean... Yeah. They have the DLC in it, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the left behind DLC, I mean, sure, while that DLC is pretty okay. Again, I love the multiplayer in the first game. I mean, you got played on the on PS3, and they had the rem- the the remaster on PS4. Now they got to bring the remaster again to PS5, and it's like, but you don't have the multiplayer. It's like, geez. And that but didn't they do that for uh, what was the other one? The the other remake that just came out, um, uh, the the uh, Uncharted. Didn't they take out the multiplayer for that as well? That they did as well. That they did, yep. like unfortunately, which hmm. really kind of stinks. Seems like, to be a very bad trend. 
like taking out the mugs for it. And I, I still remember like when when that tr- that moment in time that mo- put every have multi everything with multiplayer. And now now there's going back and like they're taking out the multiplayer in these games, which it's. It's kind of strange. Like I enjoyed the multiplayer in, in Uncharted and uh, The Last of Us, and so now with the, the recent one here with with uh, PS Five, like sure, it's closer to their vision. Fine, fine and dandy and all, but at the same time, like now this is the third time, yeah, second, third time now you're doing this thing, and you're selling it for full price. I mean, the only thing I'm just gonna wait for right now is like if they decide to put this thing on like P- PlayStation Plus, uh, uh yeah, PlayStation. Plus, Plus uh, extra, or or the, or eventually premium. Then yeah, this thing's pretty much gonna like not be worth it, worth it at all. So I'm just probably just gonna wait for that time once it becomes on PlayStation Plus. I think that um, as far as factions goes, that is gonna come out as a free to play live service mode. You know what? I'm tired of free to play live service games. Please, stop. I but- hate that term. I hate that term. I don't know uh, if you guys remember, but they they purposely didn't put it in the last of us two and they said that it was coming and they're working on it um but jim ryan has talked about it and how service games are becoming more of a focus so it just seems a little too convenient yeah i'm aware like that's gonna happen i'm aware they did put out like a a concept image back in like in this past summer e3 the summer game fest and like they showed off a little bit of like what's going to become but the fact they made the entire multiplayer as like a separate story in the, of itself is like fine it's like like what they did with launch uncharted lost legacy with uh, chloe and, and, the, and the antagonist uh but yeah like please 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 like i know the game industry is greedy they need to make money and all that but the fact they're making this thing a live service thing a la ubisoft blizzard all these things like no, can we stop? Can we stop doing this? I mean, yeah, I, I, I get agree. you, Will, and I don't like the term, but we both have to acknowledge. We all have to acknowledge that that's a thing going forward. Just because companies see that as getting long term revenue, constantly getting it, and they realize this, and they're going to keep doing it. It's it's no different than in the IT world. Look Especially at Adobe. If it's good. We used to be able to buy like Adobe products one time done. And now we simply cannot do that anymore. We have to pay every month for Adobe Cloud and it's annoying. But they're getting like what Photoshop or Premiere would run you what $600 maybe. And now you're paying these guys like $20 a month. And yeah. You've already paid them double throughout the year. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It stinks. I mean, fine, it's the way of the world right now, but still, it stinks. Yeah, I, I definitely don't like it, but continue. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, just even to now to the live services, going back to the topic of like the last one's remake is the cash app. Like, one, I, I'm pretty much in agreement. Like, yeah, it just feels like, do you really need to add this thing? As I said, I'll just wait until it's PlayStation Plus and like that. Just really the fact that it's going to this route. I mean, fine, we're in that age of remaster ports and all that, but I mean, that, but that, that's Nintendo's stick because again, Nintendo has a lot of things they did port over. And with with The Last of Us, with Naughty Dog, like, their games are pretty high quality as it is. And they want to bring The Last of Us Part 1 again just because they do bring back as close to their vision as best as possible with the PlayStation 5 technology. I mean, Fine, but at the same time, you had to charge it for seventy bucks. That's that's what's what kind of hurts it. So, to be honest, that it'll sell. I'm just, tired of this. Last game. of us. 
I'm just literally tired of this game in general. I'm just done with it. I mean, I love it. I love the first game when the first game came on PS3, but now bring it back over and over. Like, come on, we you already know the reception of Last of Us Part Two, which again, you want to try something different? It was that good, but the, everyone liked it. Clearly divisive. So very divisive. but it also sold. So they know that they'll sell with the Last of Us Part One. You, you know, you know that they're just trying to compete with uh, Rockstar on the most ports of GTA Five. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> well, they still have to go up against uh, Skyrim too. So uh, Skyrim still wins because it's on Sky- everything else. <laughs> I can yeah. say Skyrim. They know refrigerators and calculators and everything. I mean, yeah. Skyrim is everywhere. Yeah, I mean, just still no- the king. Yeah, I, just I, I, regarding I, 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 this game. Go I ahead. Think well, it was go actually ahead. on the Nokia phone as well. Last I checked, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Someone is they, playing they it on Engage right now. Oh no! Hey, hey man, you know Doom. Doom. They finally got running inside of Doom. <laughs> Yo, dog. Heard you like Doom, so got your Doom inside Doom. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, like I say, I'm I'm tired of Last of Us. I get it. It was a phenomenal game back on PlayStation Three, but I want companies like Sony, like PlayStation, to push the edge. You knew this game did great. You already did another remaster. It was fine. Great. Do something else. Literally do something else. You don't need to remake this game. We've all played it. Do something else, please. What they need to remake is uh, Infamous. So uh, I agree with the first two. Yes. <laughs> and see, and that's the thing right there. Exactly that. Even you Second Son is good. You could have went back and touched a series that was so good. Like you just said, Second Son. Literally. And you just said, you know what? We don't care about this game or whatever. Gone. They're, they're bad. They're as bad as Nintendo about forgetting about the games that made you, that put you where you are right now. Mario. Show them some love and go back. You still cry about that. We want to remake the games that, that not only did well, but it was also very diversive and caused a crap ton of controversy. I almost cussed there. Yeah, they're just they're just going with the low hanging fruit. It's it's a big game. It was a big stink about their sequel, and everyone bought it. So you know they're doing the same thing. They yeah, know it'll next. sell. There's a TV show coming out. People are going to pick it up right before the TV show comes out. They're going to play it. They're going to watch the show. And that's that. They just it's it's a low hanging fruit. It is the easiest thing for them to do. It's a low risk. Bring back Ridge Racer, Warhawk, Twisted Metal. Oh God, please give us Twisted Metal. I'm surprised we still haven't seen anything of Twisted Metal. Yeah, Black killed off the series. Twisted Metal Black killed it. Literally Bam. killed it. And then developed, what was it, the creator of Twisted Metal? What was his name? Isn't that uh, Space, the guy everybody hates now? Yeah. What's his name? I don't know I why I can't think name. of it at the moment. It's because you asked me his name. <laughs> David, David Jaff. Jaff. Yeah, there that guy. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gave us that super crappy game recently what was it uh all stars destruction all stars oh, destruction all stars yeah okay that's yeah. garbage did you it say that's not talk about like that game five minutes uh so i don't think we're ever getting another twisted metal but god it was so good back in the day wasn't it it was great back in the day it was good i didn't think black was a horrible game which it wasn't it just didn't game. do well it didn't do well yeah. and i think sony was like you know what it didn't live up to our expectations. Thanks, but no thanks. And it died. 
But the first two were so good. They were so damn good. But I'm sorry. I'm taking us down the wrong rabbit hole. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, God damn, we're talking about stuff we enjoy. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Blasphemy. That's talk about stuff we don't enjoy, like GameStop. And, and, uh, yeah, I was hey, going to ruin perfect it. Perfect segue for that. Take it. Take it away. <laughs> NFTs, my. Yeah, I got your NFT for you. So let's talk yeah. about the GameStop screwery. There's a lot going on there. Recently, they basically tried to kill off Game Informer, which honestly, like, I used to work for GameStop. So I remember for like a long time thinking to myself, only a matter of time until they got Game Informer. And it never happened. So I kind of forgot about it up until recently when they gutted Game Informer. I was like, holy shit, it finally happened. But they laid off a bunch of Game Informer staff. Uh, I guess one person quit after they were laid off and one guy came back. And they did it for the sake of NFTs. So uh, if you'd like to buy an NFT, GameStop has you covered. Like, Unless you want one of a falling man who yeah. was a depiction of a man jumping out of one of the towers from 9-11. Who on earth thought that was a good idea? Like, it's bad enough that the, NF- the idea of NFTs is like, okay, you want to have a Sonic or a big fat monkey or whatever be images, like, co- we can easily copy and paste, save it on your computer, yada, 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 all that. But you, the fact that you want to make a, a, a token blockchain image of someone's moment of death as a sellable, profitable thing. Who the heck thought that was... That was a good idea. What the heck? Because it's GameStop. I mean, they didn't check that. That would require someone to look it up and be like, this looks familiar. And they go and look for it. They were just like, ooh, we can get money off of this. Put it up on there. Then fire a manager somewhere. Uh, so sad that people, companies nowadays are just sent, putting way too much effort in the NFT space that they're willing to just get rid of all their physical assets to do it. Yeah, it's like crazy, that. too, because you look at like Bitcoin and stuff, which has had a huge drop off. So it's got to show that there's like a declining interest, right? And something yeah, well, crypto related. It, it, but they're it, like, yeah, yes, pictures. Yes and no. But the thing is, the reason why companies are jumping so hard onto the uh, NFT, these nuts train, is that <laughs> they, they missed out on Bitcoin. They, 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 they had the opportunity to get in on the ground floor of Bitcoin when it was first uh, being touted. And they thought, oh, yeah, it's not going to make anything. It's not going to be anything. Now, Bitcoins are worth, you know, tens of thousands of dollars per Bitcoin. That's true. They are. And they're going, well, we missed out on that chance. Oh, here's our chance to get on the ground floor of NFTs, which looks like to be the next big thing. So we're going to go all in on that so we can make money. But, you know, NFTs are just, you know, a gigantic fucking scam, which is why I'd say NFT these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's going kind of going back to the, like the topic of like with Square Enix, like how they did that manifesto of fully investing NFTs to the point of selling out of studios with all the great IPs of Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, and uh, Deus Ex for for dirt cheap. It's just like, ay ay ay. It's yeah, the NFT market, like yeah. I could care two shits about that. I can honestly care two shits. I have oh, yeah. one NFT. It's because uh, AMC Theaters gave it to me for seeing Spider Man. No, no, no shit. No joke. Yeah, that's it. That's the and one is, that I. And is it actually worth anything? Uh, it's probably worth the price of a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> See, that just goes to show like NFTs are a scam. I have not heard of anybody making money on an NFT ever. 
I've heard of people getting scammed out of their money time after time after time, but I've never heard of anybody making a profit. Like Seth Green? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unless he's making robot chicken, I don't care what he's doing. <laughs> I think he's I think he's pretty funny. He's been in some funny movie stuff, um, but I do enjoy Robot Chicken, and I love it that they just rail on him and Family Guy at pretty every chance they get. So. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I mean, also just like kind of go in tangent with going to the game stuff fuckery. Uh, it's like yeah, you, I think you also heard we're going to the Square Enix uh, selling the cloud for a game that comes with a set NFT, right? I'm not sure you heard about that story. Oh, right. Yes, I have heard of that. It's like, what? <laughs> like, okay, you're getting a figure, you're paying a premium figurine, a player's Kai, and you're getting an NFT with it. Like, what? Like, I'm guessing it's what upped the price of the actual figurine, too. Uh, they could just now make NFTs to sell to something so they can make it another, like, $30 more expensive. Well, yeah, you're getting this figure, but this NFT is also coming with it. That's why it's more pricey. Yeah, NFTs just die, please. I mean, I'm just tired of them. Just die. I wish they would. NFTs and microtransactions and free-to-play services. Can we just <laughs> chill off all that? Can we just go back to, like, the 90s where you got a full game when you bought it? Agreed. No, no, Agreed. no excess bullshit, no patches, no nothing. It was just, like, we actually put the time and effort in this game to make sure it works properly. Mm. And that way you get the game straight out. That's it. No paying any extra. Yeah, when yeah, games went purpose. gold, they actually were gold. I right, mean, right. I kind of <laughs> miss those days, but I, I don't miss the days of certain companies taking advantage of that, i.e. Capcom. <laughs> Street Fighter uh, 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. All right, we're done with this. Just or the days where Japan had all the cool re- redone of all the like games, and you had to get the Japanese version to get all the extra stuff. Oh, I hated that about Tales of Vesperia. Yeah, the Tales games. You also had those Kingdom Hearts games. I just remember as a kid just being so annoyed I could not actually play all the content of Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, yeah. Because it was locked to Japan! Games. Well, that's what got me importing games. I mean, that got me down in a rabbit hole. With like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go buy this imported game. It's $120, but I don't care. I want it. Yeah, those were not good days. Mm-mm. But yeah, um, GameStop has really frustrated me with their whole play of NFTs and how they treated the Game Informer staff. They Game Informer is an amazing magazine, and just seeing how they treated those people just to push NFTs has very frustrated me. And I gotta also say, as much as I really like uh, Pope Art's great stuff, and I get it, he's doing something, and maybe he wasn't aware of what was happening. I kind of really hate the fact that he's attached to that. Yeah, it does suck. I really hate it. I mean, nothing against him. He does great stuff. But they're like, Pope, 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 Pope. It's like, what about all these great people you just kicked to the curb? Stop it. That's not cool. They won't make us as much money as digital assets will. (laughs) When are we going to see the end of that? I mean, it has to stop eventually, right? I feel like the bubble is definitely going to burst sooner or later. Definitely. I mean, you know, NFTs, and we'll just get other people's stuff and steal it and sell it as ours, and X, Y, Z, and third. I'm just tired of it. I mean, how many people even know what an NFT actually is? I'm not asking you guys, but I hear people talking about them. Like, do you even know what this means? 
non fungible to- yeah, token. What the heck is that? Like, do I look like a get man? Yeah, fungible know what an NFT is. I feel like I'm actually feel like a king of the hill. Like, do I think my, I know what this technology is? It's like, boo. my uh, my Spider Man gif or my Spider Man NFT gif of him shooting webs out, guys. Oh, I have I no to. idea how to find out. Don't know what it <laughs> All right, boom, Howard. All right, hey, that's, so, what, that's, what, that's what it sounds like to the normal person when you start talking about NFTs. NFTs, right? <laughs> true, true, fair, fair, fair. Yes, yes. But then was... again, that's also like talking tech uh, technology to a non-technology person, as I worked out last night with my wife. Uh, don't remind me of my own <laughs> madre. Yes, do not remind me of my own. Oh mother. no, no, I had to explain the difference between uh, getting like an Nvidia. Uh, RTX 260 and a 360 and a 370 and a 380. <laughs> I just said it's just you... different series of the cards. So it's okay. What makes you happy? What makes you happier? What makes you happiest? There you go. <laughs> there and, then, you go. And, then, and then you but then you buy the 390 and you get sad because the 410s coming coming out next year. Oh my gosh! I would not be sad. I don't see the 4000 series being as. I mean. Let's be honest, the 3000 series isn't a big jump over the 2000 series, unless you're looking at ray tracing and DMS. No, it's like the 2080 is still pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, the 1080 Ti is still a viable card, so it's like... Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm going to put this link in the in the spectator mode okay. uh, chat, and you should click on it. it, 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 it is this the one where we can like copy your NFT yeah. and make millions? Okay. Yeah, how much the they're trying to shit? sell this NFT for? Are what you freaking kidding me? A Spider-Man <laughs> NFT from No Way Home AMC Living Edition is $9,999.99. Are you kidding me? There's no way that is getting sold. There's absolutely no way these are selling. There's two of them. If you scroll down, there's another one. It's also going for $10,000. Why would I pay that much money for this? So that you can own a digital asset. Why the f- would I care? I mean, why would I care? I have no idea. Why would I care? <laughs> left click and save. That's all you need. So this is a hey guys, I got no. this cool <laughs> NFT. Okay, what can you do with it? Uh, the whole scam of it too is like you own some acts, like some part of a code, but that doesn't mean garbage. The blockchain it, with its own a specific blockchain encryption that actually means absolutely nothing because no one can actually yeah, get access to it. It means nothing. It's it. It's nothing. I I'd rather have that Funko Pop Supersonic It can be hacked and everything. Instead. I'd rather have that. Give me all the Funkos and put them on my desk. I'd rather yeah. have those. Yeah, just give me Amiibos. Those things I'm pretty much still going for. What the hell would I want an NFT for? I mean, here's a better question. What do I care? What happened to the NFT when I die? Goes to your next of kin who knows your password. <laughs> it, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's so, I guess that's it. <laughs> I spent all this when money. You'll and it's die. Gone. You'll die, and the bubble will have burst. These things will be nothing, and your family will get nothing if they can even find your information. <laughs> lovely, lovely. All right. There was something that happened this week, and ah, oh man, I, this week has not been a good week for me. My brain has gone somewhere south, gone south, completely gone south. Why about Home Depot? Oh no! That's this is a gaming <laughs> podcast. I do not want to talk about the crap that I've been dealing with Home Depot. It's not that. It's it not gaming, gaming related. It <laughs> was gaming related. And I can't remember what it was. I was literally thinking about it a couple minutes ago. And then I t- 
lost it. Genshin but... Impact, Fortnite, <laughs> Outriders. Oh, I'm just reading off my desktop here. Uh, <laughs> Arcade Again. <laughs> no. Star Citizen <laughs> is dead. No. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, remember me? Weird West. Phantom Brigade. Multi That's the last game. Yeah, multiverses. We're not doing this again. I, I've already talked about multiverses. We're not doing this again. That's a circle, and we don't want a circle. All right. Well, we'll move on to. It also was not Street Fighter Six or Steam Deck or Turtles or. Oh, I remember because it really frustrated me. I'm going to throw this in there real quick, guys. I do apologize. So some of you people listening to this podcast may be a fan of VR. We also have another VR stories coming up after this. But Meta, the creator or, you know, Facebook, whatever, call it or you were gone. Facebook. Let's call him Facebook. The Meta <laughs> Quest 2 has decided that they were going to jack up the prices of the oh yeah, by a hundred dollars to hundred twenty eight and two fifty six VR headset by hundred dollars a piece. Meaning, currently the one twenty eight version, hundred twenty eight gig version is two ninety nine. Will be three ninety nine, and the two fifty six version that is now three ninety nine will be four ninety nine. They're jacking up the price. We don't know why. I have a good idea why they're doing it, and that's because they know they are the only game in town at that price point everybody else htc uh valve and whoever else is out there are still way more expensive than that don't offer anything compared to what the quest 2 does except for valve but valve is like premier level stuff and uh they also are bleeding some money so uh they're passing the buck to you guys to all of us so you have up until august 1st to get one of those headset before they jack up the price. Um, I would like to do a tech review on the Quest 2. Um. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> to help with that tech review? No. So, so the thing that really bothered I, I think we that, need though, an international is... version of the tech review. <laughs> <laughs> That's as Zuckerberg, Zucklefish, Zuckleman, Zucklemusk. Let's see what he says. Uh, but what the thing is really making me upset and there was a lot of conversation about that on Twitter is that they're just doing it and there's no added feature. It's just, Hey, we're just jacking up the price. Now I know a lot of people were saying, you know, a lot of companies just raise the price of their stuff, but we don't really see a general raise of their price without some kind of updated version. Like somebody used iPhones, like, Oh, iPhones always jack up the price. Yes. And they also added another number to their phone and give you something. It's not a, we're giving you the same damn thing for this, for more money. Though, Apple could probably get away with it, too. Because people just... Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. iPhone 13, what's new? We put another number on the front of it. All right. Oh, God. That's not talk about those people. But this is frustrating. This is frustrating because, one, okay, two, two points. People have FOMO. And it is dangerous. It is dangerous. We're going to see all these influencers talking about the Quest 2 and maybe getting Quest 2s. And they're going to talk all about this stuff. And people are going to go, wow, I could go buy this headset after the fact that it jumped up in price. And spend money on something that A, they probably don't need, probably don't want. But because somebody they follow has got it, they want it. 
and a lot of people are probably going to say that's not going to happen. FOMO is very real in the gaming space. We all know this. Two, you're raising a price for something and you're taking advantage of the fact that people have FOMO and we're in the middle of a damn recession. And there's literally no reason for you to do this. But you're doing it. I don't like this move. I don't like it because they know they can get away with it. They are going to get away with it. And people are going to follow suit and buy their crap. This is terrible. Coming off the fact that they treated already treated headset owners like crap. Everybody who owned the, the uh, Rift S got treated like crap. That was their premier headset. And then the second they came out with the Quest, they were like, sorry, guys. We're dropping you. Quest 2 came out. Oh, we're just continuing to rip that. Sorry. Headset wasn't out two years. We're killing it by. You promised us that this was going to be your premier headset and you had our backs and you dropped us. And then you came back and said, oh, by the way, we're getting rid of this login. You need to have a Facebook login. What they got enough crap because of that that they finally decided to revert the change. And they, I don't think it's been done yet. And it's still some weird roundabout way of how you need to log in. I I have not been paying attention to it. I have not fired up my headset in a while because I'm just tired of Facebook. Is Facebook's crap. Meta's crap. What do you want to call them? And then I do this. This is... <sighs> Clearly, I'm frustrated about this. I'm passionate about technology. I love VR. I love the fact that it is useful for so many different applications. It's great for chilling out, for watching movies, for playing games. It's good for learning. It's good for weight loss. It's good for uh, just plain exercise. And the the Quest 2 is easily the best way for somebody to get involved with VR. And this price point change may put this out of the hands of a lot of people. You might Most say, all right, $399 is not a big deal. It's a big deal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And are you going to say four ninety nine? So it's like I can buy a PlayStation Five or an Xbox Series X or yep. a VR headset. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, heck, some I'm people back. already prefer getting the Series S over the Series X because of the price point. Right, and like yeah, I also as well, like the PS Five is actually getting pretty easier to getting by now. It's surprisingly, like, it's I, in stock more often. Nature is healing. I still <laughs> haven't seen one in the wild, but I have actually last week, but. I have. I've gotten a couple and sold them oh, yeah? to people. Nice. Yeah. GameStop gets them a lot. Mm-hmm. Even the PlayStation Direct. Yeah, they like, just yeah. sent me an email about an in-store bundle. Yeah, the, for, per that person, um, the GameStop will likely never sell them alone ever again. No, most not not. they're easier to find. Bundles, bundles just make them so much money. Sally, Sally. Yes. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm just. I don't know what you guys think about this, but I know you paid attention to some of the uh, the back and forth on Twitter, Kyle. But I was clearly frustrated with a lot of the stupid comparisons and people talking about this and how it wasn't a big deal. It's like, you're crazy. This is a really big deal. Somebody even came out and said, VR is only good for gaming. I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you not follow VR whatsoever? Apparently, some don't. I don't believe that. I mean, VR is pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm gonna say something that's gonna be really dumb, but I mean, just even like VR porn, guys. Like, there's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things you can do of with course. VR. 
The culture. Yeah, the culture. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know what you're thinking of. Like, there's therapy sessions you can do in VR. There's also like surgeons, like train aids. Scott's answer after mine. Like, you can do all sorts of cool stuff. <laughs> therapy <laughs> and uh, doctors' surgery. And well, stuff. He's right. Yeah. No, there, there's, there's definitely the good stuff as well as well as the more cultured stuff in the world. For that, sure. That, that's for not sure. even called culture. We're human. We like porn. Let's just get it out of the way, people. If, if you it's don't realize that, that's the reason why there were so many of us in this damn world because we like porn let's just get it over out of the <laughs> we like porn thank you next <laughs> I, I mean i'm sure if you want to go straight to the i, I just prefer good culture good sir <laughs> uh, but yeah that when they said that i i was going to reply back and i was like you know what i'm more and more as of late i'm like you know what i don't it's not worth my headache to argue over someone over the, on the internet on the yeah. internet it's I'm not just, worth destroying your emotions over. I'm something done. Like that. I I just don't waste my time anymore. I just it's not worth it. If you're that ignorant and you think VR is only good for gaming, then you need to read up, watch some videos, understand that VR is a major technology in this world just because of the application it provides. And just like you said, Scott, surgeons learn on VR now before they actually perform perform live surgery. It's like real life operation. The game. <laughs> Come on. I can see it being stuff like or being cool for stuff like uh, my niece is trying to be a firefighter. So I could see that being really cool, a, a really cool use of it. Kind of like putting them in like in like a fire station with a VR headset like this is the stuff you'll be going through. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And it's just so many different things. I know schools use it. I know um, I, it's a college I was reading about a couple of months ago, but they're doing a lot of cool stuff with VR. That's neither here nor there. The the point being that Meta knows what they're doing, and I don't know. Oh, for sure, it's bad. It's bad because there's nobody to go up against them right now. There's literally no one. No it's one. The and most recommended VR headset to me whenever I see anybody talk about VR. Yeah, it's but always yeah, a Meta. That it's thing's always great. No meta. cord. You can just you just play it. You know, everybody talks about how great it is. So it's they know they've got a solid product. Everybody wants to play it. Yeah, they literally don't have to do any advertisement. Word of mouth will sell the headset. Yeah. And and again, there is nobody at their price point that offers what they offer. Nobody. And in fact, the VR headset game is smaller than most people realize. It's HTC, it's Meta, it's Valve with the Index, um, HP. I don't even know if they're even working on the Reverb anymore. Um, I think Lenovo stopped. I may be wrong, but those are the major players. That is it. You want a Valve headset? That's a thousand dollars just to get in the door. Yeah, I've heard it's a little cheaper like, if you already have the stuff to hook it up. That and you get you got the space, the wiring, all that, yada yada yada. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that right there will the meta has everybody beat because it's untethered. Which is a pro and a con because if you really want to take advantage of the headset, you have to plug it up to a computer. Because it doesn't have enough processing by itself. But then again, even still, you pay $20, $30 for a damn cord and you're done. Now you got to pay more. I mean, a lot of people may think this is stupid, but this is serious stuff. You know, And this is a gaming podcast, so if you think this is silly, then you probably shouldn't listen to the podcast. There, I said it. That was what I wanted to talk about. It took me a moment to realize it. But yes, Keith is getting old and senile forgetting things. Well, hey, you know, just... Segwayed into the other thing that we we're going to talk about, which is uh, 
VR chat. The VR chat stuff. Take it away, sir. <laughs> um, Carl's the one that brought this up. Um, but VR chat has uh, um, basically cut out modding in the community, and it's made the community pretty upset. So they're all telling you know VR chat to go screw themselves. But basically, which... what's happened is in the latest update is that in a way to stop some of the more malicious mods like um, frame rate killers, uh, the company behind VR chat decided to implement EAC, otherwise known as uh, Easy Anti-Cheat, and effectively banning any and all mods from their program. This includes things like a subtitle mod that was used for deaf and hearing impaired people to be able to watch movies with their friends inside VR chat by actually being able to see the subtitles. Other mods that were pulled out was a mirror mod that was used for people who use uh, full uh, full body tracking to calibrate their, their tracking software. And there's even other ones like uh, the menu. There was a menu one where it sort of worked with your headset, not locked in one place. There's others that actually improved the game overall, like actually increasing frame rates and fixing issues with the game. And, yeah, basically... The company behind VR Chat turned around and said, "Yeah, we're going to ban everything outright because we're just sick of dealing with it." And the backlash from the community has been like, "Okay, how about what about these quality of life ones that have actually improved your software and actually made it more accessible to a wider audience?" And the reply was, "Get fucked." Yeah, we don't care. Love that. Yeah, we don't care. So, so the community has dropped by. Easily over a hundred thousand users in the last not even week that this has been out there, and there's there's people quitting it on the daily because if the company's not going to listen to quality of life ones that makes it better and more accessible for the general user, then why should they stick around? So, so they're, they're moving on to other, yeah, they're moving on to other VR programs. It's crazy because it's like I've seen a lot of really cool content come out of. VR chat just for people who like modded it like Pokemon and things like that. Just a lot of funny videos out there. So it's basically killing all that free like publicity that are building up. Yep. From just all that cool content people are making. <clears throat> which they're not gonna I have that anymore. <laughs> Still remember the Knuckles the Echidna the way thing that kept coming up in VR chat. Oh <laughs> god the Uganda Knuckles, the Uganda Knuckles. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, it's a, bit, it's a bit more than just the memes, though. It's <laughs> like, well, all you go on the knuckles was funny and everything else, and it, it was more things like the subtitle mod, and yeah, there was even one that that sort of allowed um, for like disabled people who you know they can't walk, but they can still you know rig up a, a feedback that allows them to look like that they can walk mm-hmm. in VR and allow them to do something they can't do in real life. All those yeah, mods are gone. It hurts. Hurts all the all the all, like the whole community. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah, just the fact that you you're basically taking one of the greatest things to happen, like that mod freedom from such a great thing, and like no, no, you won't. Like what the fuck? It's just like it, it, if there's one thing that I've noticed from this podcast today, it's that companies are greedy and they've stopped listening to the consumer. They've basically become, for those of you who are wrestling fans, the WWE during the Vince McMahon era, which is <laughs> now, 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 
where, you know, they think that they're better than the community, that they know better than what's going on by the people who are buying their product. And I think, I think so a lot do, of do, it's seem, less like, like, I think it's less like we know better. And it's more just like, they just want to protect themselves. If something happens, they don't want to have to deal with a lawsuit. So they'd rather fuck what, everybody what, over. What lawsuit? Just to not lose some like, money. You know, yeah, but, but what? type of lawsuit with a, a company that's like behind vr chat if they I put in the, if they no put in quality of life improvements turn around the modders and say hey look we'll we'll buy you out or we'll, we'll buy your mod we'll yeah that'd be the best way 10, 20 grand whatever we'll buy you out we'll buy your mod out hell you want a job as a, a developer on the game here you go we'll give you yeah we'll, I agree. Pay, we'll pay you out we offer you a job and you come on board and you can keep working on this mod and get paid for it. You know, that's all That's all they've got to do. It's something as simple as that. Either offer the buyout the mod or ask, you know, say, do you want a job? And I'm sure a lot of these people will be like, sure, no problem. And, and that builds quality of life improvements into the game in general and keeps your company around. They used to do that. You know, going back early days, a lot of developers and, and coders and that that are still working today. Yeah. They they all got hired because they created something in their in their basement or in their garage or something that worked. We see it happen well. occasionally still, but not as much. Yeah, as like not, not as much day. anymore. Not as yeah. much anymore because companies want to control the narrative. They want to control everything, but they keep throwing so many great minds and great programmers aside, simply because well, you know, we want to make a profit. We want to do it this way. No, you, when you try to do it that way, we get pretty much uh, one of my latest new favorite series on fucking YouTube. Sorry about the swearing, beep that out later. Um, I also messed up and said the <laughs> F word earlier. That's all right. That's all right. I can say I can say other words from a certain uh, Mr. Bowman we used to use. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! Watch Keith go. No, 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 no. no. Uh, oh, alright. I just said some f bombs here. So yeah. So uh, you. Yeah. But uh, you know, if you if you don't start listening to people, or you don't look at some coders or people that are outside and say, "Hey, we want to bring you in," you end up with um, I don't know how many of you might actually watch this. It's a series by a guy called Matt McMuscles called "What Happened." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Brilliant, web, uh, brilliant YouTube series. I recommend anybody if you're into the behind the scenes development of video games, go watch it. Absolutely brilliant, great series. He goes through a lot of things, and you'll find that 99% of the time, the most common threads is that management or some suit who's not involved in the game, who's not directly involved in the game, believes that they know better than the consumer, or they'll want to push something out before it's ready, or they'll want to do something that, or, or turn around and say something to somebody that shouldn't be doing this or that and the other. And yeah. that's, why, that's why we end up in the games industry that we're in today, because the suits don't care and they don't understand. Whereas, whereas, you know, you, you look back in the, the 90s era or even the 80s, we're going back to the early 70s, you know, it, we believe it or not, we wouldn't have Doom today if it wasn't for uh, Carmack and, and um, I can't remember Romero. the other guy, that, Romero. Uh, they they created Doom in their fucking, in their basement. That That's what they did. They created Doom in their basement. And now, now that it's owned by Bethesda and they, well, they did a good read. Reboot, but they tried to screw it up for a while. But yeah, it's a really like, cool thing about about Doom too, about how they figured out how to 
make it a first person shooter and make the world move around you. It was really cool. Yeah, it's, it's on it's Netflix. One the, it, it's one of those things where you know you really need to sort of think and look at the the, the industry as a whole now. And you know we're, we're seeing more and more and more stupid, very stupid decisions uh, done by people who really shouldn't be involved in the games industry, and that's the suits. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, but like this this VR chat thing, this debacle, just shows that you know the the entire system from top to bottom is broken, and not in the fun Matt Hardy way. It's it is absolutely broken from top to bottom. It's, it's, well, the, it's caring more about profits. I would say, I would scary, say it actually showcases a lot of problems. Yeah, it, it does showcase a lot of problems. And then you look at some of the other things that we've talked about tonight as well. You know, GameStop going after NFTs. You know, Square Enix also doing the same thing. You know, too, much, thing too, much, too much chasing of the almighty dollar and no, and no more passion of putting out a complete and proper video game when it's meant to happen. I think that's yeah, why a yeah, lot yeah. of us love indies so much lately. Yes. <laughs> much bigger passion projects are being done on that side where people actually like their games. They're not stuck to a corporate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, look at Stray. Overlord. Look at Stray. Yes. Yes. I, I, I have mean, not. And, I, have and I don't want to say. Simulator 2022. I don't want to say it's just indie, though. I'm not paying extra on my PlayStation sub just to bloody do that. I'm sorry. I'm not buying the extra tier or the platinum tier or any of that. No, they already charged me too much just for the basics. So I'm like, no. Hell, hell, I'm tempted to actually cancel my PlayStation Plus subscription just keep Game uh, game Pass. But I just want to toss in there. It's not all. I mean, obviously, there are outliers. There are companies who do listen. But the problem is, like Carl mentioned, you have other ones who think that they know everything and they don't pay attention to the people. VR chat has been pushed and made greater by its mods and its community. And now that they're bringing out this security patch, which is going to kill off everything, uh, you also say that that VR chat might be dead or opens the door for smiles to come in and do what VR chat did with the mod support. The best thing that happened out of this is VR chat goes, wow, we realized that we screwed up and we are going to reverse course or work with the developers with these mods or they just hold their ground, keep their stance, and then it just sinks. We'll have to wait and see. Mm, true, true, true. And again, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. It hope, here's hoping they understand their mistakes, or if somebody else can just finally fl- find a flaw in their security patch, and then boom, we we nothing's. <laughs> yeah, it's like bad times to fix the uh, the flaw though. So, all right, VR chat. Um, honestly, there was one other one I wanted to talk about. Uh, I honestly don't want to talk about it. Do you guys think we should talk about it? I mean, just like uh, E3 is coming back with Reed Pop. Yeah. <laughs> just briefly, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think somebody had joked about this during, during PAX East, and it was like basically E3 is going to turn into PAX. And hey, guess what, guys? Uh, E3 is turning into PAX. <laughs> wow. <laughs> PAX near Comic Con. I don't know what you want. Take it back to Reed Pop events. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm glad to see it's happening. It's just you know, Repop has been slowly taking over everything, and now I mean, they don't own E3, but they're partnering with the the company that ESA. owns E3, and yeah, they're going to work with them to make it better. Uh, hopefully, addressing a lot of issues that the previous company owners of E3 have not been able to do over the last 
oh, four years, maybe longer. I'm excited. I definitely want to head back out to E3 because I do have faith in Repop, but I also wasn't planning on flying out to California next year. So I was like, yeah, right. (laughs) I think, um, I think Repop did a lot of things right, but they obviously did a lot of things wrong. Like the way the check-in worked. Oh, and their little ice trough they had in the center of the, for the room, people were just digging their hands into. Um, and then, you know, they allowed a weird ass voodoo ranger booth, which clearly did not have a capacity limit. That thing was packed to the gills with like white people drinking IPAs. So if we can figure that stuff out, then it'd probably be a lot safer. Uh, the one thing about E3 is it doesn't have, well, backup. When I went to E3, it wasn't like that. There was no flu, flu- food or drink. food. Or anything like that on the floor. Nothing. Not a one. Now, how if that has changed, I don't know. My last E3 was 2017. Given that we didn't have it last year or this year and last year. So maybe it stays the same. But I have faith in Repop at least bringing back E3 to some sort of capacity. If it turns into another PAX, then it's it's pretty much E3 is going to be dead regardless. Because it'd be like, oh, what's the point of E3 at all then? If I can go to PAX East or PAX West or PAX South or PAX Australia. Well, no, I'm not even talking about that. Like, uh, Tokyo Comic Con is its own thing. Uh, okay, okay, good. Not that Do you so, guys think that uh, somewhere Jeff Keighley's a little freaked out? Oh, he, he is freaked out, gonna, dude. Did you see him? He was going to have an in-person event for his little summer game show. Did you see him when, when Repop announced that they were working with, with E3? He put out a tweet. And don't forget about uh, this, the, the gamers, where the hell it's called. Oh, oh, he, oh, yes. He is definitely freaked out. I mean, Good. he was so <laughs> smug once they canceled for 2022. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like, oh, well, I guess Summer Game Fest is going to be out this year. <laughs> Which that, didn't, that was pretty much a, a flop this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a, a flop last year, too. It's always boring. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, we've already kidded about we need to head out to E3 when it happens. Like, I'm definitely serious about that. We definitely need to do something about that. I'm looking forward to it. I just, part of me is like, Keith, you're expecting too much. You should chill out. But the other part of me is like, hell yeah, it's coming back. Maybe because I, you know, because, you know, when I went to E3, wow, losing my voice. But when I went to E3 in 2017, I really enjoyed California. It was fun. <laughs> it was really nice. I've never been to E3, so it's like, I'm very excited. Yeah. I like. I would like I to mean, go. I mean, I would me, like me. to go too. I haven't gone to E3. I never been. I'd, to I'd like to go, but you know, I'm over here. I feel like yours is the yeah, hardest yeah. to get back here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, but, but, you're but, probably but, but, better I, off I, there. I, I have next Australia, so you know. Let us uh, let us go and see if it's going to be a pile of shit, and you can go to the next one. And <laughs> <laughs> be like, wow, they sure, said it's actually feel good this year. But it wasn't just being at E3. It was when when I went to E3. It was like the Xbox Series X was coming out, so that was a big thing, and I got to go to the Microsoft. Um, what the hell was that building called? Whatever the building was, we got to check out the Xbox Series X there, and it was just really cool. It was just a, it was just a different atmosphere, and and then that raises another question: like if you go to E3, what is it going to be about? PlayStation Five is out, Xbox Series X is out. Um, it's only going to be centered about gaming, and but we don't we don't know that yet. We don't, we don't know who's coming back this next year. I don't think Sony will be coming back. We might see Xbox. They're usually there. And then that's the other thing: will those companies come back? Well, 
a lot of those companies do have good relationships with Repop. That's the thing. Repop actually has a very good reputation in the, the gaming convention space. And they work with a lot of the companies. Like I can say like here here with PAX Australia, uh Microsoft's PlayStation, they Nintendo, they all show up. They they show up to the convention here. So they, they might do the same over over there. They could, this could be the fact that, you know, Repop's reputation is actually really, really good that could bring the big companies back to E3 and could actually bring the, the whole thing back to prominence. Good point. I mean, like, look at Nintendo. Nintendo's coming back to PAX West. I'm like, darn it. Why weren't you at yeah, PAX Nintendo East? Yeah, Nintendo and Sega. <laughs> Why I, wish, you at I PAX wish there East? was bigger people at PAX East. So that's, yeah. It's a, it's a crapshoot. We'll, we'll have to wait to see what they say, who's coming, who's not coming. And I think that's going to be a a, big, a major um, deal breaker if those companies don't come. If Sony doesn't come, or if Nintendo doesn't come, or if Microsoft doesn't come, it's a I don't think thing. we'll see Sony. They've been kind of out for a couple of years, even before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. If anything. But I, I, I think you'll still see Nintendo. I think you'll still see... If you have Nintendo at... Uh, Nintendo Microsoft. At if you have Nintendo at the most basic and like let Microsoft and Sony do a thing. I think that's already enough as it is. Nintendo is Nintendo. You get a little Nintendo. Yeah. And just as long as you don't get what like Nintendo does for the summer game fest and just show random trailers of old games. Eh, true, <laughs> true, true. Oh yeah. Well again, we'll have to wait and see. Um folks, so this is the part of the show where we go, hey, I forgot something and I'm gonna talk about it or forever hold your peace. Uh I don't I don't have anything. I've talked enough. My voice is going out. I'm drinking lots of water so yeah. Uh, there was something that I had remembered, um, but it's, it's gone it's, now. So uh, it clearly it wasn't important, and I didn't write it down. So, <laughs> <laughs> is it Spider Man? Uh, it was not Spider Man related. Um, it was something gaming related, something about a video game, and I, I I'm drawing a blank. Was it Arcadian? Arcadian? <laughs> Arcade again, sir! And it's okay. the best game you can buy this summer, or download for free until August second. Look at Off that. of PlayStation Plus. Look at that advertisement. Look at that Bandai Namco. <laughs> no, for real, I fucking love that game. So there's my other F word, sorry. I would love it more if they gave us more content. Mm. Um, Maybe, I assume they will. I... Those things for bosses is very annoying. Uh, I like the bosses, um, but the uh, the mech bosses are hard. Like, you I... get the, the stupid spider mech or scorpion mech at the end. Yeah. Like, after your, your third boss, he's your fourth boss, he rips that's why He's i always hard. keep a it's always i keep a sniper rifle for me so i can just run and snipe there's not there's not much cover there but like the ceo you can kind of you can kind of get behind cover and I heal yourself the the demon prince is the easiest one because yeah. he's so big you can shoot him over all the, co- the cover and of course you can rack up some stuff in that killing all his little demons or whatever, whatever. yeah and then the the mech and the uh the this like the blown up city is easy too because there's so much cover, so it's easy to run around in circles and pick up health and ammo. So the scorpion is the DJ hardest Mac one. Is your problem? But hey, I beat him twice, so I've got two collectibles. Anybody else got anything they may have wanted to talk about and forgot about before we head out? Some of us go to bed. Some of us get up and have fun. <laughs> I'm so, definitely going more to multiverse stuff. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, okay. Rick and Morty comes out August 9th. Uh, was that it? I mean, I was about to say enjoy Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and the only NFT you should pretty enjoy is nice freaking tatas. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> there you go. 
Corey, got anything, buddy, before we jump out of here? No, not really. I, w- I will say, though, uh, I recently got the, the spicy coof coof. Had that uh, last week. And all I can say is thank God for the Nintendo Switch. I actually got to fire it up and use it for the first time in a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so I actually started playing games, but then again, I also got myself a, a Model 1 and did the, the naughties with it. <laughs> all I can say you is know, it's a lot easier that, to do than I realized. <laughs> speaking of that, my son hacked his Switch, and then uh, he was doing great, and then he did the the unthinkable. He went up online and got banned. He got banned. I was like, you dummy. Don't go online with modded material. See, like, see that. It, see that's why. That's why you separate them in the three states. You see, you have them separated into the modded state, the the retail state, and the one you don't touch. And then, and then you put in a script in the one that you've modded that doesn't allow you to go online. At least that's what I did anyway. But don't you know, don't ask me how to do it because I'm not telling nobody. I did this thing and I would have went, all right, that's the Mac address. Guess what? Never going online again, but no. Nope. <laughs> as far as the switch is concerned, I'm supposed to be getting a vasectomy on the ninth. So glad that I have well, that. If, you, if you've got a model, if you've got an early model one, then uh, there's plenty of ways that you can do the, the, the modifications. And then you've got a lot of games to play. I'm sure that, uh, I actually, I have the, uh, the white one. Oh, the, uh, I got the yeah. OLED. Uh, um, but no, I, you, can't, uh, you can't really do much with that, unfortunately. I I will be probably still playing Xenoblade. So I I, I will say though, uh, one of the games yeah. that I did find, and I didn't even know this was actually on the Switch, was um they did a remake of the Snow Brothers game for anybody who's a, a, an old arcade junkie. Uh, Snow Brothers, Nick and Tom. It was just a, a basic sort of platformer where you turn people in the, your enemies into snowballs and then bounce them around for points and and try to clear a level as quickly as possible. There's actually a, a remake of it on the Switch that I never knew about, and it's actually a really nice update to the game. They actually added 30-odd new levels to it. So uh, for those old arcade heads like myself, go and get that. And uh, also, if you didn't pick up the... Nintendo, uh, sorry, the Capcom uh, Fighting Clench collection recently. You can get about three quarters of that in the recent Capcom Arcade collections, uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium 2. Mm. So, you know, people, if you're that way inclined, go forth and and play some arcade games on the Switch. You know, maybe one of these days, get them running good, good performance. One of these days, Capcom will put out a release in one of those arcades of Forgotten Worlds. Yeah, that, that that that'd be nice, but you know they're they're too busy pimping out more Street Fighter at like fifty dollars per three characters. <laughs> it gets them money. Oh, I wish they Street I wish, Fighter just, 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 money. Just the Street Street Fighter Six. They're gonna pay you per. You gotta pay fifty bucks per character. I guarantee it. Uh, don't don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. Gonna start doing pain for cosmetic that. changes too. Or what they're gonna do? They charge out the true ending DLC once again. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Azure's Wrath model. Yeah, if you want, if you want an actual story mode, that's an extra thirty bucks. If if you want, if you want to go online, that's an online pass. That's twenty bucks. Oh, you want actually have <laughs> you want you want actually have characters? Yeah, pay ten bucks per character. Thanks. 
and we got sixty five thousand characters this time, and you got to buy them all all at once. And and then it, then if you want if you want the alternative costume packs, then that's at least twenty five bucks per pack. And then you want stages as an extra thirty bucks per pack. Hey, oh, you, 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 you want you want an actual title? You want an actual title screen? Oh, damn, that's another fifteen bucks. <laughs> oh, you you, you, you want music? You want We're music? Three bucks per track. Fighter, but what about Dead or Alive? Isn't Dead or Alive's it's uh, dead. DLC that, that, that currently that the D, I, I think it was Dead or Alive Five still holds the records for the most DLC packs, ranging somewhere around about twelve hundred US. For all the all the combined packs, <laughs> at least at least that, that all Life Five is actually a decent, a good game, not like DOA Six. That, at least that's that. So, DOA um, Six you can get technically for free if you just want the core game, but there's they, so much you need to buy. It's the same thing for Dead or Life Five, and you <laughs> can, they they already let you have free characters weapon already. Like, yeah. Bad bad ideas. Like seriously, like we said earlier, companies need to really realize that we're not walking wallets. Especially in this day and age, in this economy, like, uh, like I know here in Australia, like because our prices are overinflated, something shocking. Mm-hmm. I won't touch anything that has, uh, like piecemeal DLC, like Street Fighter Five. The only reason why I got most of it was because Capcom gave it to me for review purposes. Mm-hmm. I haven't bought any of it. Um, uh, Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I haven't bought any of that. I haven't bought any of the packs because they're just too damn expensive. Sometimes you know, they're on uh, discounts. <laughs> I even discounted like uh, DLC pack one here in Australia is fifty five dollars. Hey. The the the, che- the cheapest I've seen it is thirty five. Holy crap! Like it, it is one of those things where it's like I don't want to spend an extra $200 to get the full treatment of a game. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, especially because, uh, you know, I'm I'm moving mm-hmm. and I'm moving into a place where I'm helping a friend pay off a mortgage. So that's a, a lot of money I'm going to be putting into an actual investment in a goddamn house that I'm not going to want to put in the video games, mm-hmm. which, which is why I've been getting more into the... Yeah. Jailbreaking and hacking scenes, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Time to go open to the open seas. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's and and this is the thing. I know we are not meant to endorse such things, but seriously, with the exception of anything like the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X era, anything below that, please, people, learn how to mod, learn how to jailbreak, learn how to get the. the this stuff without having to pay a small fortune for it. And there are ways to do it and get the DLC along for free. So, you know, if you find ways to do it, then go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so the only way the company's going to start listening is if we start taking a, a, sm- a sledgehammer into their, um, into their profit margins. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they're going to learn. But for, for, for every, every, you know, five of us that are currently on this call that can do such things, there's tens of thousands of other people who just shut up and buy it because, well, it's only money. Hmm. You're not wrong. No, sorry, I've been away for a while. Could you tell I need to rent? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no idea. But if any, if there's a final note as well. Like, funny enough, you've been talking about like classic games as well. Like, if there's anything else, by all means, if you got a Nintendo Switch, by all means, I recommend getting Live Alive. Great classic game that's now finally being released worldwide from 1994. 
by all means, get Live Alive. It'll definitely remind you of the good old days. Yeah, I almost bought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge on it the other uh, yesterday, only because it was so, sort of cheap. But then I realized, no, wait, it's that game on the Switch, which I have been told doesn't run very well. <laughs> oh, really? That's <laughs> obvious. That's obvious. <laughs> yeah, we we need we need the. Uh, the, the Nintendo Switch Pro or the Nintendo Switch 2. Ah. Like, so, something with some real dedicated hard, hardcore processing power, please. Something with an actual GPU or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't put the other half of the system in a cradle, please. <laughs> uh, we don't need another Sega Gear again. Oh my gosh, we don't need another Sega Gear. So I guess with that being said, and, and Keith being very, very quiet because he's losing his voice, <laughs> that's going to bring us to the end of another Spectanimo podcast when you can find us on, yep, basically everywhere <laughs> that there's a podcast. If it's got audio, it's got audio. If it's got video, then you'll find it where we put video. But then again, we haven't put out a video version of this in a long time, so that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But, yes. <laughs> please please go and find us on, what are we on? iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Soundfly, Superfly, Moonfly. We're on uh, uh, Amazon you know, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple uh, Podcasts, and wherever else you find great gaming podcasts. And, of course, you can always find us, as usual, over at theoutahaven.net, where you can find not only this podcast, but you can find that relatively unknown Nintendo Entertainment podcast, NEP, those guys, that thing that Will's on. And, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of other things. We've still got the, the A1 anime podcast we've got uh lots of youtube stuff going on over at the youtube channel and yeah basically if you you can find it if it's the outer haven that's us if it's anybody else then please tell us so we can sue them into oblivion it's the mexican outer haven again they're back remember those guys oh geez all right but thanks for listening everybody have a great day evening night whatever you're listening to enjoy good night Nah. Oh, he beat you. He beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs>